Songwalk Echoes podcast. I'm Jeff Peterson, inviting you to join Soundwalk Echoes founder Don Prisby and me as we recall the beauty of our Catholic legacy through music, art, scripture, and story. Let's take a song walk. As for my house, we will bless the Lord and tell our young the stories of the Lord who brought us from desert to home, bread from the heavens, water from the stone. Alienation no longer in the desert, alien lands bestowed on the people who walk with you. As for my house, we will bless the Lord and tell our young the stories of the Lord who brought us from desert to home, bread from the heavens, water from the stone. Manna from heaven, come down upon the desert. Manna of life, a blessing on the people who trust in you. As for my house, we will bless the Lord and tell our young the stories of the Lord who brought us from desert to home, bread from the heavens, water from the stone. We were homeless and could not sleep. We were hungry and could not walk. We were thirsty and could not speak. As for my house, we will bless the Lord and tell our young the stories of the Lord who brought us from desert to home, bread from the heavens, Water from the stone. Ah, that is Songwalk founder, author, songwriter, and uh, vocal stylist Don Prisby uh, with a song called As for My House, an original work composed and performed right here to give sound to transformation, the fourth of six stages. Of faith, we will be exploring throughout season two of the Songwalk Echoes podcast. As a reminder, all of our Songwalk episodes, just like everything in the Songwalk Echoes platform, is presented through four dimensions of music, art, story, and scripture. And uh, Don, I have to say that song uh, has a special place in my heart, and uh, which I'll reveal later. And just as a reminder to all of our listeners, I never hear these songs until you just heard it there. Uh, but I knew. Even before I heard it, I was going to love that one even a little bit more than your others. And I'll tell you why in a little bit. But um, let's talk about the song. And, and we know, I just, I love, Don, you have such a range of musical 
uh, ability, acumen. Uh, that song is is. I mean, as I was listening to it, and it's it's composed so well, sung so, uh, you know, um, emotively. It's it's almost like listening to a poem, you know, mm. with just some musical accompaniment. How does how does that song? How do you describe that song? It just like literally, what what's the I don't know, not genre, but like, you know, that's such a different, you know, it doesn't have a, doesn't have a, a meter necessarily, right? I mean, it's very fluid and can really allow you as the performer to, you know, uh, adapt the, the pacing, the, the volume even to the, to the moment that you're creating and the message that you're sending with it. It may be inherently indicative of the song itself Mm -hmm. because it doesn't have meter. It doesn't have organization. It's more free-flowing. And therefore, as a writer and a performer, if I could be called that, it, it, it's terrifying (laughs) (laughs) because there's no structure. And, and we're singing about transformation as we're on our missions that we are sent on a mission to transform the world and to be transformed. So to sing, to put that song in that context of complete, something that's unstructured is maybe even a metaphor for what it's like when we're on a mission where we all of a sudden realize we're we're transforming the world, we're changing it, Mm -hmm. but we're being transformed. Totally, and I think that transformation, I love how you just said that because I think, Don, also that transformation doesn't happen there's not a schedule for transformation. Mm. You know, it's not like, yeah, you know, in, in, in about four minutes or about four uh, beats or whatever, like you can't schedule transformation. Transformation has to be, it could, it could be this unfolding process over the course of whatever. I mean, and I think that's why that song really touched me because I think it did evoke how transformation happens, you know, and mm. it has to, we have to be, we have to be, we have to surrender to the timing of it because it's not necessarily our timing is it never is and yet elements of one part of our walk might influence another element and and in that song there's a note that can hang out after the after the refrain or the the verse that is hung on a uh, an e chord and yet that note comes back to a g chord or an A minor with an accent of the G. So it works in that other chord. So just think about that in terms of as we're being transformed, parts of our lives maybe no longer have a need in one area, but they have a need and they, they move into the next area. Yeah. Again, just speaking metaphor. Yeah, well, and, and also the last thing on, on this musical one, we could do the whole show <laughs> just on the song, because I also think what, what you captured so well in the composition of the song is is and i don't know if you technically were going from major to minor keys but there was a lot of from a tonal standpoint going from sort of you know happy uh happy aspects you know of of let's say transformation to then some more of those you know kind of not dark but you know from more of a minor key let's say standpoint so i just feel like again for that fluidity of that of that song it took you uh, and I didn't realize I'm sounding like pathetically poetic here, but it <laughs> kind of takes you on a journey of the transformation of mm. kind of the highs and lows and kind of the middle points kind of of it. Well, the subject of the song, you know, Joshua is pleading to the Israelite people as they're about to enter into the Holy Land, mm. into the promised land, 
there's urgency in that. Yeah. And there's, um, there's a call, wake up, wake up. This is a time to make a choice, you know? And yeah. he reminds them of all of the blessings that the Lord has given them. And that when we, when we go there, it's this or that. Yeah. And me, Joshua, <clears throat> as for my house, yeah. we will serve the Lord. So it's a real call to action. There's real urgency there. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of Joshua, that is the scripture passage that also aligns uh, with this uh, with this stage of faith and transformation. It's, so it's from Joshua uh, chapter 24, verses 12 through 15. Uh, I sent the hornet ahead of you, which drove them out before you, also the two Amorite kings. You did not do it with your own sword and bow. So I gave you a land on which... You did not toil in cities you did not build, and you live in them and eat from vineyards and olive groves that you did not plant. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River in Egypt and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served before uh, beyond the Euphrates, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Uh, and so, I, as I mentioned uh, before, I even heard that song just by the title alone. I knew I was going to love it, and here's why. So this is here's, yes. the, here's the reveal. So I am. Uh, this does not work well. I realize uh, as an audible uh, uh, medium, our listeners aren't going to be able to see this. But I'll, I'll describe for everybody mm. what I'm holding up and what I'm handing to Don. I'm handing Don a piece of a brick uh, that uh, kind of a, a cool looking, um, not uniformly. So it's like a chunk of brick mm-hmm. uh, with a, a little uh, silver placard on the front with Joshua 24 on it. And so that brick came from uh, uh, the house that Betsy and I lived in before this house. Mm. So that was the house that all of our girls uh, were not born in. They weren't like born in the bathtub, uh, but they were raised in that house, uh, or the house that that brick came from. And so when we moved, um, I and this is all divine, you know, uh, masonry here. Uh, we, were, we were leaving, uh, and I don't know if we were literally pulling out of the driveway for the last time, but, but it was towards when we were moving out, and I saw this brick that Don is holding, this piece of brick. And it just touched me that this is going to be the last time we're, we're going to be in this, the, the former house. And so I grabbed it. And I didn't know what I was going to do with it, uh, but I just, it, there's something that, that called me to, to grab it. And so then uh, when we were now moving into this house, and so, so I, I, I was praying over it and thought, you know, it kind of doesn't matter where we're living, whether it was the old house, which that brick came from, or the house that we're now literally in right now recording this episode whatever house we're in our family's going to serve the lord and the transformation of our family not just by address but the transformation of of again kind of the agnostic location of where we are it doesn't matter it's it's that's that's our house, you know, that's what you're holding there. And so anyway, uh, sorry for the long story, but I wanted to share that with you because when I saw this, the song and now hearing how you've interpreted this scripture passage into the song, when you attach this scripture passage to transformation, so that's my story and how I attach to it, 
how how were you attaching to it um with transformation thank you this is absolutely beautiful by the way Mm. this this stone and i just feel the power in it (laughs) here i'm handing it back to you goodness um wow how um how fascinating to hear that story because this song was inspired when i lived in san diego the Mm. last weekend that beth and i were there that we felt called to quit our jobs, mm. pack our car, and drive to Minnesota. Wow. That that's where we would live. Wow. And and the Sunday morning at, at the parish, this Joshua reading was in the Mass. <laughs> nothing, nothing by coincidence. <laughs> no, and, and I thought, this is terrifying. We're going to drive 2,000 miles in this Toyota Camry. Yeah. And we don't have jobs, but we know that we are to move to Minnesota. And Beth is from the Midwest, so she is familiar with it. Mm. I'm a military kid who's lived on the coast my entire life. Mm. But the idea of we're moving to another land. And as for my house, we will serve the Lord. It was a, a calling, yeah. right? A decision and this, the beginning of our mission. So isn't it interesting, Jeff, that both of our yeah. stories have to do with our households yeah. and moving them, moving locations, but following the call. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and transforming and families are, are a great manifestation, literal manifestation of transformation. But, but when, you're, when, you're, when you're thinking of, of, of transformations, Don, in, in the context of, of these six stages of faith, where does, tra- like transformation, I'm guessing, like a family, is not a one, a one and done thing. You know, it's not like, oh, right, and I was transformed. You know, it, it, I mean, so how, talk a little bit about the kind of the, um, continuous aspects of of transforming uh and how and how and how that'll help us not only connect all of these faith stages together but but when we're in the zone of transformation how does that repeatability of transformation manifest you know last week we talked about the word enthusiasm yeah and we dared ourselves to be enthusiastic i think a word that describes transformation is the word courage. Mm. To have the courage as we are sent on our missions to not only change the world, but to allow ourselves to be changed. And courage at its root sense, you know, the word the word heart is in the word courage, C-O-U-R. The, the word heart is there. Mm. So courage not in just some kind of fantastical way or or silly way but courage that that moves our entire hearts to transformation and you bring up a wonderful example of that Jeff in our families you know the courage to commit our lives to another person the courage to bring life into the world the courage to help transform those beings those human beings into people who love and serve the Lord and the courage to let them go. (laughs) You know, that whole, whole uh, to have their own transformations. Oh goodness. Yeah. 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 Well, that's a wonderful metaphor 
for transformation for that the mission that we're sent on as as spouses and family leaders um to create transformation in the world yeah yeah that's great so uh speaking of creating uh, and creating art um, you know, we're halfway through, um, we're, we're over actually halfway through our season two here. And so if you've been following along listeners, you know that season two is a little unique in that we're, uh, we are presenting, Don has, has identified, he's kind of curated, if you will, um, art, uh, expressions of art that are a little bit more accessible, maybe a little bit more you know, of, the, of this world um, to relate to these six stages of faith. And Don, you've chosen a really interesting uh, book uh, for this, uh, for this, not just this episode, but the stage of transformation called, uh, it's a book called 13 Soldiers uh, by the late U.S. Senator and veteran John McCain and Mark Salter. Now, full disclosure, I've not read the book, um, but I'm fascinated um, uh, by it and by the, by the alignment that you've created here between transformations and this book. So tell us a little bit about it. That book kind of dropped into my sequence of reading and every book seems to inform the next book. Yeah. So, you know, I, I work in the VA healthcare systems. My father was a military officer himself. So I grew up in a military environment and I work in one right now. But John McCain's book, 13 Soldiers, talks about 13 different soldiers in 13 different battles or, or wars. And not that we're here to glorify war, but, um, but to be a soldier mm-hmm. puts one in in that precipice of courage of of that moment of courage when you are dedicated to duty and dedicated to obedience to command um what does that mean so i think that book just attracted me because of my work and because of my father's uh, career and my life as a military brat growing Mm -hmm. up but what what struck me was one of the soldiers, um, he's, he's, he's a, an infantry person in the trenches. And the phrase that came from that book is this. It says, between the physical fear of going forward and the moral fear of turning back, there is a predicament of exceptional awkwardness. <laughs> That just grabbed me by the throat when I read that. And I thought of any experience that we have on our missions, as we're sent on our mission, whether it is a particular job or a a vocation in in marriage or other sacramental vocation or, or a hobby that we have, there's always that moment of, do I have the physical fear of going forward, of, of being vulnerable, of, of putting myself out there, and the moral fear of being a coward and deciding not to do it. There's a, there's a moment, as you said, a predicament of exceptional awkwardness. Yeah. That's so profound. And I wonder for you, Jeff, and also for our listeners, what are those moments as we follow our mission where we get to that point of... Do I have the courage yeah. to do this? Yeah. Well, I think I think I think that I love that exceptional awkwardness, and I, I actually think if if you're not feeling that, if you don't go through those moments of of that awkwardness, then you're probably not on the mission. I think you know, 
that is what separates just everyday tasks, everyday, the, the burden of just, you know, toil, let's say. If it's uncomfortable, it's because you're probably in, you're probably leaning into something that is exceptional. It's not, it's the exception, you know, it's not just the job or the, you know, uh, or, 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 the, or, the, or the chore of the day. This is actually part of a mission. And so I guess what I'd say is, you know, it's almost like it's a, it, it, if you're not feeling that awkwardness, then, it, then you're probably not on the mission. You know, it's probably something else. Right. And it's never easy, is it? No. Well, let's think back to our first, um, our first season when we talked about the rich young man. You know, yeah, he, right. the physical fear of moving forward and the moral fear of turning back and he did turn back. Mm-hmm. He, he couldn't let go. Yep. Where the blind man had senses, he had senses about Jesus that not even Peter and those walking with Jesus had. He could sense from a distance, I want to see. And he had the courage to come out of that comfortable life of blindness yep. to I want to see. Yep. And the Lord said, your faith will heal you. Yeah. Faith will be your guide. Yeah. Even Jesus, when we look at the Garden of Gethsemane, what a wonderful experience, what a wonderful example for us to see Jesus in his divine power and also in his humanity to say, if, if this cup could pass, yeah. let it pass. But if it is your will, I will do it. Yeah. Yeah. Ex- I hate to assign exceptional awkwardness to the lord but he was human and divine yeah so he felt everything that we feel yeah um so we technically if for for listeners that if as you've been following along in the mass we've we've actually already talked about the story okay uh which was the story of uh, of you and your wife moving uh from from uh, you know, San Diego, to, and your to, to wonderful Minnesota. story, and then I kind of threw a, I threw yes. a little, a, a little, a little bonus story in there. Goodness. But, but how? But, but just to just to kind of circle back to story, how you know as you've as you've spent time with the song Walk Echoes, and it's been in so much part of your heart, and, and come out in all these wonderful, you know. Uh, uh, expressions of 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 song and writing and and the reflecting how you know if you think back to all those years ago and traveling across country in your Toyota Camry and that transformative experience as husband and wife how um when when you're when you're going through now this chapter of of marriage and family how often do you think back to that you know as as a little bit of a not that that was the start of the transforming <laughs> you know with the family but 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 it, it, it does it represent kind of a kind of a touchstone for 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 you and, and, and your wife you know I'm gonna make a, a strange parallel here that that was 32 years ago Joe yeah. and I'm still thinking about it yeah. and and we looked at Joshua and the Israelites who had been in the desert for 40 years so I was almost 40 <laughs> <laughs> you know and at their pinnacle moment of okay. It's this or that, this yeah. or that. So there is something wonderful about um, time and how, how themes we experience when we're younger people, how that continues to unpack for us in our lives as we get older. Another, another thing I, I think about 
is the difference between being a human doing and a human being, mm. right? And and I think about, you know, being on a mission to transform the world. Oh, I want to do that. Yeah. That's the human doer, right? Yeah. But the human being is the one who is transformed. Mm-hmm. And over life, I wonder if we go through those transformative moments to become less a doer and less of and more of who we are, who God created us to be. Yeah. As we get transformed and transformed and transformed. So we are focusing less on less on what we do and more on who are we becoming. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into that, and not who we are, but who's who we are is is also I I, I think also kind of connected to that. All right, so Don, this uh, as we close <clears throat> and boiling this huge now ocean of transformation. That's so good. As we keep going, by the way, Don, you're not doing us any favors. You give us bigger and bigger things to pray over and reflect on, and yet we have this this silly little thing at the end of it, every show called the Songwalk Echo Point, where we try to boil these oceans into one thing and one thing for people listening here today to think about pray over over the next week reflect on chat with others what would be that one echo point that we want to leave people with today let's give ourselves some time in all of the activity that we're involved in as as we're on our missions whatever that is um Let's give ourselves some time this week, five, ten minutes maybe, in the morning or at night. So first of all, let's, let's give ourselves the, the um, gift of time to stop what we're doing and reflect and revel in who we are becoming. And in that context, let's imagine what it will take today or tomorrow to be courageous to live by our heart's call, to be all in and be courageous. <clears throat> Step into those ex- exceptionally awkward and awkward uh, moments. Yeah. I love it. All right. Well, hey, thank you again, Don. And uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And stay tuned in uh, for our next episode here of the Song Walk Echoes podcast. Uh, and in the meantime, keep a song walk in your own heart for the beauty and the brilliance of our Catholic faith. You've been listening to the Song Walk Echoes podcast. For small group resources related to this podcast and more, visit songwalkechoes.com.